two, one. Welcome to the fish. No, you're not supposed to say one. You don't say one. Oh, we don't you say don't, one? I didn't know that. You never say one. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right, all right. No, it counts Just two. To get together. You count together. One, two, five. One, right. two, five. Forget it. Welcome to the Fish Nerds, the show that's always interesting, usually funny, and mostly true. I'm Clay, solo host of the yeah. Fish Nerds podcast, and today we're having we're having a very special co-host because I, solo. How can you be a, how can you be a solo host if you have a co-host? Well, you know, the trick is is I as I lost Dave, and now I'm lost in life, and so I want to oh. welcome welcome the amazing James to the show. James, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, I, this, is, this is great. What I like so is Dave you, leaves and I have an opportunity to step in. That's great. You got a chance Thanks, for one week trial. And what I like is you've already wrecked the intro. And so what else could go wrong? I don't know. Let's yeah. find out. Let's let's find out. So <laughs> it's going to be a different show and we're going to be working through some growing pains as we try to find our new show voice. Uh, so we hope everyone stays with us. Uh, but in the meantime, we got the amazing James. Uh, and I think we should start by introducing who you are, James. James, who are you and why are you on my show? Uh, so I'm a guy in California, um, originally from the Northeast. There's a lot of guys Came in California. Right, right. I, what, what else is there about me? I don't know. Um, we met up because I was, um, I was in Santa Barbara for a festival that listened to the show as heard him before. Fish guy Josh and I worked together, and Josh used to actually hashtag stuff randomly, fish nerd. And I got curious. You don't actually know this story. I don't. Um, <clears throat> he used to hashtag his stuff, fish nerd, and I got curious one day, and I was like, I wonder if that's a thing. And I found out it actually is. And I found out, actually, that he didn't know it was a thing. So it became a quick competition between me, as far as I knew. He didn't know about it. We were going to basically find out what the fish nerds was. I found out first. Right. And we were smart enough to trademark fish nerds. <laughs> that was very smart because we would have probably done it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we figured rather than compete, we'd, we'd just join forces. Well, and it worked out well. And, and I think it's really, uh, it would, for, me, for me, someone who's made 120 of these shows now, uh, which is one more than Dave, incidentally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, who's counting? Come I, on, who's I, counting? I'm keeping close track. Uh, for, but but for, for it's really fun for us. In fact, everyone else on the show came from, started off as a fan, and then became part of the show. And at this point, with the show in flux, it's a good opportunity for fans who have ideas for show growth to contact us and tell us what you think and what we could do better. Uh, it'd be really great to have some feedback. So, uh, Amazing James, why do they call you Amazing James? Because I do balloon animals on the side. Because you do balloon. And I'm really, really good at it. I like to say I'm. So people send me all the stuff on balloon animals. Like you saw the Japanese guy that did all the really cool, like, wildlife things. I don't do anything that insane. Mm -hmm. that, that takes, like, days of your life. I don't do that. But I just do a really good job at balloon parties and stuff like that with kids. Yeah, and I find that interesting because. Are you okay? <laughs> uh, uh, gosh, like, I, you know, today. I was out with a mobile fish exhibit, and we had like 600 kids I had to talk to, so my voice is a little strained right now. All right. Well, let's... let's the first day of the So I, I think you and I share history, although yeah. although not the same history in the same place, we had similar jobs. I mean, you did a balloon animal thing, and I, yep. was, a, and I was a juggler. Yep. So I think that's almost the same thing. Now, here's the question. Darn close. Did you dress as a clown? Never. Ha never, ah. never. No friggin' way. Me either. Did you ever consider auditioning for Clown College? 
Um, no. Oh, I did. No, <laughs> uh, you're definitely more nerdy in the in the clowning world. I, I, I'm sorry, not clowning, uh, juggling world than I am. Yeah, I auditioned for Ringland, Ringland Brothers Bar and Bailey Greatest Show on our clowns college. And uh, well, I, how many how many balls can you juggle? Well, and that's see, not a personal question. Uh, the the truth is, is you don't really want to know <laughs> that. What 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 I want to know is, first of all, you work for for whom? I work for the East Bay Regional Park District, which is the largest park district in the nation. Wow. <laughs> wow. The nation, nation, nation. Right, nation. exactly. So what do you do? So I'm a supervising naturalist, and um, I taught high school right. biology stop, for a few stop years. Stop for a second. Stop for a second. Naturalist, oh, what is that? Naturalist means naked. Not naturist. No, not naturist. That's totally different. Naturalist is a person who teaches people about the outdoors. I'm just, I, used to be so, a, I used to be a naturalist. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I know you did. That's yeah. another really cool thing that yeah. we have in common. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, but I thought Dave was your boss at some point, wasn't he? Yeah, when I was a naturalist... Uh, he was naturalist. not a naturist, a naturalist. <laughs> yeah. Naturalist. He was the executive director of the fish ladder. Yeah, right. So, so that's one thing we have that's different. I'm Josh's boss. Oh, so I'm I am. I am like the, the Josh, and Dave is like the James. That's right. That's right. Okay, I got it. So, uh, yeah. in that job, you guys do something something called the mobile fish exhibit. Tell us what that Correct. means. Correct. All right. So it is a 1,500-gallon aquarium on a 26-foot trailer. Uh, we bring it to schools empty. We fill it up on site with a flipping fire hose. So get that. <laughs> you right. get to drink from it. the fire right? hose. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, we, we drive it. We drive a fish tank on wheels, and we fill it with fire hoses. How cool is that? Um, so you see this stuff kind of at fishing shows and expos all the time, um, but we're basically doing it for education purposes. We're not doing it for showing people how a uh, curly tail jig works. Um, so it's, uh, it's a really cool project. The main theme is basically litter prevention, because how do you get kids to do some sort of hands-on project with a fish tank? Not very easy to do. Um, it's a really cool program. Yeah. It sounds really cool. And I was looking at pictures on it, and we'll share them, at fi- share them online at fishnerds.com. You can see photos. Uh, and I was looking at pictures of it and thinking, man, if someone in the Northeast would start something like that, they'd make a million dollars. I might have to move back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so logistically speaking, what's it? Yeah. You're not driving this around full of fish. No, not at all. Yes, not you are. Totally empty. No. No, no. We, okay. have a, we have a live well on the back of a Ford 350, um, uh-huh. and the live well is about 150 gallons. We basically sandwich pack, um, literally, it's like a sardine can, for what usually is in about 800 gallons of water when they're on their, uh, like when they're backstage, when they're in their, in their aquarium stuff that Josh takes care of on a regular basis. So Josh gets up at like 3 o'clock in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, drives down from his place. He lives in another park. Um, he comes to the park where I live and work, and he picks up the fish out of the fish lab, throws them in the back of his truck, and we bring them uh, with the trailer to the school, get there at 6.30 in the morning, fill up 1,500 gallons of water, which is really fun to do in a drought in California. <laughs> um, people kind of panic about that, you know? Sure. But, um, yeah. But um, 1,500 gallons really isn't all that much. It's like a couple of jacuzzis, essentially. And uh, here in California, the crazy thing is that water is super expensive. So back east, I remember my water bill for like a month or maybe, gosh, maybe a few months was like 14, 15 bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, This 1,500 gallons, couple of jacuzzis worth of water costs us about $7. But if you consider how much water people go through, a monthly a monthly water bill here could be like sixty seventy dollars or more. That's amazing. It's, it's way higher. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Do you know what my water bill is? Uh, I'm gonna guess that you pay for some salt at the hardware store 
<laughs> and you, yeah, something about something to that effect. Uh, maybe some charcoal. Uh, no, that's I your d- water bill. I don't pay anything for water. Yeah, we just we have a pump and we a well and we just pump it up. So you don't filter it or anything? Uh, well, it goes through a system. I have no idea how that works. But it's it's part of the household. But there's I the, thought, like yeah. the electricity to pump it, and that's all I pay for. Oh wow, cool. Yeah, so nothing, almost. And then our town gives almost. away. Now, now I don't. So have you heard of Poland Spring Water? Oh yeah. Okay, so Poland Spring is my aquifer. So the, no way. The, I thought Poland Spring came from like Poland. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah they, they don't have a tunnel under the under the Atlantic bringing the water over here. That, well, they have big pipeline. Yeah. No, the protest yeah, the yeah. protesters don't allow the pipelines anymore. I remember it used to be Poland Spring coming to you straight from Maine. Yeah, it comes from Maine, the Freiburg, Maine, right across the border here from Conway. The groundwater right. from the Saco River, my river, is Poland mm. Spring. It's so. Oh, it's, look at that! So our water is comes out. It's great. It's it's good water, and it's that's really cool. And it's free. The town gives it away for free too. You can drive through town. You can just pull up to a spigot and fill up your water gallons yeah. or whatever, and you got free See, water. See, I grew up on Long Island. I look. I grew up on Long, Long Island, and the aquifer came under the Long Island Sound from uh, from Connecticut, mm-hmm. and so we actually supposedly had like some of the best water in the Northeast, also. Um, but you know, then you go across to New Jersey, and um, you know, you just don't want to even smell it. Yeah, so, sorry, I, New Jersey. I am. Uh, I went to high school in New Jersey. I am. I am New Jersey. Are you so really? I am. I sure am. Wow. So, so you, you got gr- you grew up there. I did grow up there. Yeah, I, I, that's that's where I get my uh, rapier wit. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it now. Not it all makes sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, totally. So. So you got a really cool gig out there, and and they they give you a place to live, or do you have to pay additional for that? Uh, we pay a very small amount for out here. Um, so <laughs> that small amount is actually still about three times my mortgage on my house back east that we still own. You still own a house back east? Well, we didn't want to give it up in case things out here didn't work out. We wanted to be able to go back. So I, I, things have worked out there okay. I like your style. Always plan for failure. That's right. That's my motto. <laughs> well, I basically expect failure, but yeah. you know, if it gets better than failure, then you're in good shape. Yeah, well, if you don't fail, you don't you're not trying. So there it is. <laughs> uh, that's really cool. And you know, James, we're going to hear a lot more from you throughout the next upcoming months. So we're going to rotate through different oh, yeah. hosts and co-hosts and see if we can't figure this whole thing out. But yep. today's show, the main topic, odd baits. Odd baits. Odd baits. And so th- I put this question on Facebook today. I asked the question. What uh, are the craziest baits or the weirdest baits people have used? And we got tons of responses. And before I check those out, um, and the reason I asked is we found an article on wide open spaces about weird baits that you've never heard of or used. And uh, so, oh, yeah. so here's the question. What, um, what's your weirdest bait you've used? Me? Yeah. I actually put on to that, that my weirdest bait that I've ever used. Uh, gosh, what did I put? Are you looking at it right now? Because uh, I am trying to pull it up. I am pulling it up, and I think you have uh, <laughs> dried banana peels. Yeah, so that was actually from our banana challenge. That was a banana um, challenge. And uh, by the way, I think yeah. we, need to, we need to bring back the challenge as a regular feature here uh, as a right? fan interaction yeah. piece. Yeah, yeah so totally. Uh, oh, I got it up here now. Um, <clears throat> that's probably the weirdest thing I've done. Um, but, you know... If you saw the pictures, it was pretty cool because they made them look like sandworms, and they worked fine. They, they did. And the, and the challenge, that was a few months ago, and the challenge was uh, catch a fish on a banana peel because all the superstition, superstitious fishermen out there say you can't do it, and you did it. Right. Uh, and you won, you, the, did it. you won the challenge that month. So I, I Yeah, I caught a shark with a banana that month, too, that, by the way. That's 
pretty darn cool. There was squid on the line too. Yeah, there well, was also banana. Yeah, I, I, well, that's questionable. I know we we had a debate. I know, but I know. we're gonna give it's we gave it to you okay. anyway, so that you can go back up and hear that episode if you want to. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Ryan Dubay he caught bluefish on a Coors Light can. What? Um, yeah. Uh, you well, know, flashy. I, I wonder if he cut a lure out of the can. Yeah. You know, I'd imagine. John Murphy right. Twizzler, Captain Sean Tibbetts beer can also. Now, Captain Sean uh, is from MainTunaFishing.com. He took me shark fishing uh, and took the fish nerd shark fishing once, and it was insane. So, And you got so much mercury in your head from that mako that you ate for uh, years. For ye- I, 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 <laughs> I, it I all w- makes sense now. <laughs> I was digging in the freezer. I still have one fillet of mako from th- uh, so three years ago now, two years ago. Wow. It, uh, That's impressive. My, my kid loved it. All right. Uh, Rich Collins, who I went to guide school with, uh, uh, says uh, Vinny, our friend Vinny, uh, yo, Vinny uh, uses a cigarette as bait. And, and then Vinny said he did not. Uh, but he does use gummy worms. Phil Belcher Jr. says he has no idea. Um, we'll see. Berkeley Stinkbait came up from Ken. David Perry from Wicked Fishes says he got a biggin on La- Lake Papanuo. Papano? What? I don't know. Like Lake Lack Papanu, using right? a hook and bubble gum, he got a biggin, biggin. Wow. Yeah, Rich uh, keeps talking. Um, James Friend. Oh, someone said Brian Taylor said a Lego. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. want to know what that's about, Brian. Uh, he didn't. That's not, pretty he, he didn't say. So hopefully he'll elaborate. Anyway, if if you want to uh, participate in these kind of polls, spend time at the Fish Nerds uh, Facebook podcast group, and you could participate in these conversations. Uh, the fun thing about this is kind of the community that gets built around the, all this. Um, but uh, it ca- did come up using things like salamanders and frogs. How do you feel about that? Uh, I've never done it. I, you know, growing up on Long Island, we didn't really have many salamanders at all that I was aware of. Um, frogs and toads and stuff, they were all over the place, but I never used them. Yeah. I saw I plenty of baits. I mean, you see the baits that are like huge and you wonder like, really, are you going to catch something on that giant thing that's the size of a softball? But apparently it works. It totally works. Now, here's m- I, I, I love the idea of using frogs and salamanders for bait until yeah. I'm holding one in my hand. Yeah. Like, what? Do you, how do you put the hook through a – that, that just kind of freaks me out. Like, I'm cool with putting a worm on a hook. I'm cool with putting a chunk of something dead on a hook yeah. or even like a killie or something like that through the lips. But – like a frog is like a step too close to, you know, human. I yeah, think so because they're cute. <laughs> I have a problem yeah. with it because they're cute, right? They smile all the time, right? They, they have they a big old face that smiles. Have you ever caught a it's frog? It's like putting a dolphin on a hook. You ever tried to use a dolphin for bait? Uh, absolutely. They smile all the time too. They Maybe totally we should just do a dolphin, like, like a smiling animal bait challenge. <laughs> I love the idea of that. <laughs> <Gosh. No. laughs> what other I have a turkey challenge? Use a live turkey. <laughs> yeah because they smile totally. hey have you um ever caught a frog while fishing like a real frog you know i once when i was a kid i hooked i didn't i didn't use a hook but i you know my dad would let me just like run around and do whatever the heck i wanted yeah um yeah and i just put a tie i tied a, a rubber grub onto the hook and just sat there and played with a couple of bullfrogs and let them chow down on it and i just yank them up out of the water and make them fly but no no that was a lot of fun. there was no hook on it I never, no, I never actually, I never actually caught one. Um, I had a girlfriend once who famously uh, started this tradition at her school, at her college, to go out every year 
and spear frogs for a big old like frog boil. Uh huh. Um, yeah, that was that was kind of crazy. When she told me that, I was like, uh, okay. Well, uh, I mean, to to date a, a balloon maker. Um, well, at the time, I wasn't. Oh no, I did know balloons at the time. That's true. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Of course yeah. you did. Of course you did. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I uh, I've caught a frog, and no. it sounds like this. Oh, they, they that's a scr- terrible sound. Uh, green frogs, they scream. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. My brother my brother caught a bat fly fishing once. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Is it this Michael? Yeah, Mike. Ah, oh, that's yeah. that's crazy. What do you do when you catch a bat? Uh, you know, we're going to have to ask him sometime. I don't know. Uh, well, he's, he's got some very odd things. I'm going to South Carolina in April. I'll I'll, I'll look up. I'll look him right. up. Right. So. You totally should. You totally should. He'll he'll treat you to a good time. All right. in, in the fishing kind of way. All right, so let's focus in <laughs> on, on these. Uh, this is from Wide Open Spaces. Article's called, Doubt You've Used These Baits to Hook Fish. And it's the uh, the 10, excuse me, the 10 weirdest baits ever used to hook a fish is the name of the article. All right, so let's go down this list here. First one, uh, 10 weirdest baits. Yeah. I, ivory soap, right? Yeah. I've seen that on um, R- River Monsters. They catch uh, catfish with it. No, really? I haven't seen River Monsters more than a couple times, but uh, that's actually something we use. Yeah, totally. And I, I've only Crazy. seen about three episodes of it because I don't have that kind of cable or money to afford that kind of cable. Right. The, the, the Fishners does not pay as much as you might think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> eyeballs. Ever use eyeballs for bait? Um, no, but I can tell you a story about an eyeball where I was uh, helping a guy fish in the middle of the Caribbean. Okay. He was using his machete to chop up a, uh, a little bonito that we were using, and the spine and the head were used for chum. And all I remember is the ooze of the eyeball coming off of the machete as he lifted it for another hack in the six-foot chop. I was very ill. Ah. Um, never threw up on a boat. That was the closest I've ever gotten. That's not bad. Uh, my very first first time ice fishing, I'd never ice fished before. I was up at Squam Lake, one of the deep lakes in New Hampshire, and it was an old guy out there oh. fishing. So if you ever want to learn to ice fish, here's how you do it. You buy a six-pack of beer, like PBR, some crap like that. I've heard that's how it starts. Yep, and and you walk out in the ice, you find some old timer sitting in a bucket, and you put the beer down, and you say, "Hey, can you show me how to do that?" And he'll say, "Uh huh." And he'll wow. hand, and he'll hand you a fishing rod, and then you learn to fish, and he'll drink your beer. And where's the eyeball come in? So here's how the eyeball. So I'm watching him. He's catching these these, these yellow perch, fish after fish after fish. And he hands me a rod, and I reel it up, and there's a tiny jig on there with a with an eyeball on the jig. And what? I said, and I said, what are you doing? He goes, oh, the perch love this. I said, what kind of eye is it? Perch eye. And I'm like, really? Perch <laughs> eye? <laughs> they, they, now how is it they don't eat each other's eyeballs underwater? Uh, and, he right. goes, and he goes, I don't know. And then he catches a perch, and he pulls a paper clip out of his pocket, yep. and he uses the paper clip and scoops an eyeball out of the live perch, oh lets the perch go. Are you no, kidding me? With one eye, and goes back to fishing and catches on that one what eye. What the? F- and on that one. Ki- and on that one eyeball, he catches six or seven more bigger perch, and the bigger ones That's he keeps. The little ones he no, but he also eye. had it on jig though. Come on, the, like the jig wasn't doing the job. No, the jig doesn't do the job. He's he's a little bit of bait makes a big difference, and sure enough, I did it with him, and yeah, he catch a ton of fish. And the funny thing is, is once in a while you'll catch a bigger fish. 
that has just one eye and one eye hole healed over. <laughs> and it scares the hell out of you. You reel him up and, and you you're like, it's, ah! it's that guy. Yeah, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's because of that guy. It's Squam Lake Five Jim. years ago. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I've heard of Squam Lake, you know. Well, you should there's have. A, there's a visitor center there. There's, there's, there's like a big nature center there. Yeah, the Squam Lake Science Center. My friend Ian McLeod yeah. is the director there. You know they, Ian? No way. You know Ian? Ian used to be the director of Massabesic Audubon. I once stole a beaver from him. Yeah. That's hilarious. Do you, you know, know him? I know Ian from... Yeah, totally. We, we, it's a small world, man. Yeah, Ian, um, he's the director there. I see him at this Nature Center Administrators Conference uh, every year. Really? We were just in Minnesota. Yeah, I was just in Minnesota um, like a month ago. Oh, that's insane. He was there. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's an cool. osprey expert. Yeah, he's a bird guy. Mm-hmm. Very cool. He also sings some really, really good Scottish songs. Yeah, now, just to, if you can picture a guy who's like 6'5 and probably just a monster of a guy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very rare for me to find someone bigger than me, and he, he definitely is imposing. He's imposing, but he's also like, you know, these big Scottish guys, like yep. there's something charming about him, and you want to be around him. Like, he's a great guy. Ian's a cool guy. Yeah. yeah he's a very cool guy. That's funny. Yeah, no, he used to be a director of Masterpiece of Godabon, and uh, yep. when Dave was director of the Fishways, and uh-huh. we used to pull pranks on them. And, and one time I, yeah, we, I had my staff distracted him at the front desk while I stole his uh, mounted beaver. And That's hilarious. Yeah, he caught. You didn't us. mount his beaver. You you stole his mount. I beaver. stole it. Okay, next bait. Gummy worms. Yeah. <laughs> gummy worms. I've heard of a lot. I mean, that's something that like as kids, I think a lot of kids try that. Yeah, I've never tried it, but um, I don't see why it wouldn't work. And sometimes you buy the Berkeley baits, whatever. They're all infused with right. sugars and things. So I, I, to me, it's, right, doesn't seem that odd. Next one, right. Uh, the next one here is yarn, yarn, and that doesn't surprise me at all because that's like a typical fly material. So Ex- yeah, in there. fact, when I was quest fishing, I was c- trying to catch northern red-bellied dace, and yeah. the one I caught was about uh, three quarters of an inch long. And huh. the rule is we had to catch them on a hook and line; we couldn't net them out. Right. So what right. I did was I, net- I netted one out, confirmed the species, let it go, and then yeah. I tie- tied a fly with a tiny piece of yarn. On a yeah. number 30, 32 hook, and I caught one on there, and it, and it caught in his teeth with a string. Didn't The hook never caught his, te- his mouth, but the string got in his teeth. Oh, wow. His, Does his that actually count, then? It, I, well, I counted it. I don't know. And I ate, and, and I I don't know. Ben Cantrell might have something to say about that. You know, Ben's, you know, come on. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ben, he's, ben. he's a very purist, but he's, I don't know. I, yeah, I've seen Ben. Now, for people who don't know, Ben Cantrell is, is probably the person who's got the most species of fish on hook and line that I've ever heard of. And last time I checked in with him, it was like at 340 or 350. So Yeah, well, it tons. probably tripled when he went to the Amazon this past year. Oh, of course. <clears throat> and, and by the way, right. it's easy to have a quest like that when you've got no family, friends, or jobs. So Yeah, totally yeah. not fair. Totally yeah, not, not fair. fair, but good on, good on Ben anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. C- cigarette butts. What? How? Yeah, I mean, that- okay. So, so part of the education program that we do is about litter and picking up things like this. Yeah, and we always talk about how animals like to eat trash and how it affects like the food chain essentially and brings in all these nasty chemicals into our bodies. And I'll tell you what, like, okay, now I actually have evidence here that I can say yes, animals eat this because people use them for bait. That's messed up. Right now, the trick here with this article, and and I know what they're doing here. They try to write these articles as fast as possible because they're not getting paid yeah. anything. Uh, right. The woman who wrote the article does not include like what kind of fish, uh, no evidence that a fish was caught. It no. just says someone oh, claimed to have caught 100 fish in one afternoon. And until I see this, mm. I don't believe it. And guess what? I don't really want to see it. Although Vinny, uh, <laughs> he may do it. Uh, yeah. All right. 
canned corn, not that weird? No, not at all. In fact, very, very common bait. Mini so, marshmallows, too, same thing. Yeah, common trout bait, right? Lo mein noodles look like worms. Uh, yeah, but not a common bait. Eh, okay. I've never, I've but never, I, can, I mean, I can see it, but I've never seen anyone do it. Yeah, I guess they'd fall off pretty easy. And then the next one's bubble gum, which, uh, I mean, you can shape that into anything you want. And plus that sugar content. But, you know, uh, Rich was saying he did it, and, uh, right. And, uh, and oh, so God. Why not? Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. Yes. Come on. Yes. Seriously? All right. That's disgusting. So, so That's, yeah, condom. Oh, it even mentions. Boy Scouts in oh, oh. this is an awful article. I can't wa- I can't read the rest of this. All right, I'm going to read this cuz I love this. Um okay. as <laughs> in, as the Boy Scouts always say, be prepared. And when fishing, it's always best to prepare for any situation. So be sure and keep a condom yeah, in your tackle box. <laughs> God, this is so, awful. Some expert angler claim that the green condoms in particular make excellent bait and that imitates the smaller fish in certain waters. I two problems with this. One, an angler would never call that color green. What would they call it? They're, uh, chartreuse. Chartreuse. Thank you. And I don't no, believe I'm actually answering these questions. Yeah. I, I need to go, Ralph. This is disgusting. It's totally. Well, it's not <laughs> saying it's not saying it's a used condom. Um, and right. the, the other important detail here is my bet is no one's ever tried this. But some guy yeah. got caught with a condom in his wallet by his wife. And said, "Oh no, bro, 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 uh, bro, bro, yeah. bro, yeah." It was. I was using it for bait. I was using. It for, yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, I can. I was that. trying now, to catch a sucker fish. Now I have heard in some countries. I don't know if it was Cuba that I heard about this, but they they are so commonly distributed for STD prevention that they're used for all sorts of stuff. Like I can imagine, you could blow one up and use it for a bobber if you oh. wanted to. Well, as a balloon, you know, I mean, as a balloon animal expert. <laughs> of course. Thanks uh, so much. For, <laughs> No. I'm going to ask you what what can or have you made out of condoms? Um, not babies. I can tell you that much. Right, right, right. Um, I I've never actually tried it, and I probably never will. Okay, here's here's what you yeah. need to do. I'm a, I'm going to I'm a, this is a true story. When I was in my 20s and silly, before I was more mature, like I am now. Yeah, uh, you're so mature. I once. <laughs> We once had a uh, a friend who went to Planned Parenthood, and they got like a thousand condoms. And, uh-huh. brought, and we had, you know, I was in my twenties, and I had a bunch of roommates, and so we were just, you know, we were blowing up, bouncing around the house, and all that stuff. But I put them on my feet; they are very, very stretchy. Uh, so I covered, oh, yeah, bo- I covered both my feet with with condoms, and I put a straw in them, and I inflated <laughs> them on my feet, and then I duct taped the tops so that the air wouldn't come out. And I, and then we danced. What, where, how did you? And then okay. we dance around yeah. with giant balloon feet. Yeah, so, you know, that's, that's useful. Wow. Yeah, you're welcome. That's very creative, Clay. I've never, yeah, yeah, thanks for that idea. I'll, I'll yep. use that the next time I do a children's party <laughs> with balloon animals. I'll bring condoms for balloon feet. That's, what the, f- really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for reals. All right, so, so that's, that's actually the whole article. Mm. And I would say half of those lures, uh, half, half of those baits, not that weird. Maybe not that weird. Half. No, none of this stuff. None of these like top ten things ever are that shocking. No, but they're I written mean, for as clickbait, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so exactly. you know what clickbait. that tells hey. me? We need to write clickbait for the Fish Nerds website. Double entendre. Oh, yeah, clickbait. How about that? We should have a, a clickbait a clickbait segment or something. Or oh, OPC Outdoor Podcast Channel. So. James, do you like 
outdoor podcast but don't want to bother downloading lots of different shows? Yes. Excellent answer. I mean, well, no. I mean, wait. no. It, it, do, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Now you can. And you can get all your outdoor shows in one feed at outdoorpodcastchannel.com. Listen to great outdoor shows like the Big Buck Registry, Bow Dudes, Hunt Fish Travel, The Turkey Hunter. Remember the Deer the Hunter movie? Turkey Hunter. Uh, Up North Journal, Bow Hunting Freedom. Uh, and there's eight shows in there, including the Fish Nerds. Uh, a new yep. show, eight, eight days a week of new shows. Eight days a week. I love you. Uh, you can get it on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your free podcasts. Um, and just, to, you know, just to clarify, f- yeah, for anyone who's who's really not clear on this, there are not eight days in the week. No, no, unless you're a beetle. Correct. Yeah. So uh, the reason we plug this uh, OPC is because we are part owners of the OPC, and it helps us if you subscribe to podcasts through the OPC. So. That's Heart the OPC. We, well, we are I one, never knew that. We are one-seventh or one-eighth owners, yeah. Wow. So it's yes. the OPC is a, a partnership of people. Who, everyone on the, on the OPC owns the OPC. That's awesome. Yeah. Fish in the news. I love fish in the news. And it's going to be weird. I thought you were going to say that. Read the news, yeah. <laughs> so Right? Yeah, we got a couple of good stories here. Yeah, Atlas Obscura. All right. <laughs> um, let's see what we got. I gotta, I gotta click this open. Sorry. Yeah, this is We will do some. Uh, we will oh. do some editing here. Yeah. I'll have to edit fish in the news. All right. Do you oh. want me to read this, or you want to, you want to, you want to read it? I haven't read it yet, so if you know what, wait, wait. Oh, why did it jump oh. Down to the end of the page. We never pre-read. What's these. going on? Oh, we, we, don't? we never okay. pre. No, no, we, we run okay. it live. Which one are we doing? Uh, fish friends. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, I'll do it. Okay, do it. As soon as it comes up. <laughs> How fish forensics unco- Oh, wait, I gotta start that over because yeah. you were laughing. Yeah, slow, okay. And slow down. <coughs> About half pace. Okay. Five, four, three, <laughs> two. I can't, I can't let you laugh during that. No one ever counts could, down from five. <laughs> three, two. I'm sorry. How about just, how about just two? How Fish Forensics Uncovered the Long Lost Alabama Sturgeon. Yeehaw! I'm a sturgeon! Wow. <laughs> wow. It got uncovered. This is, Okay, I have a feeling this is going to go in the direction of like those scary like sturgeon don't exist sort of mm-hmm. articles. But okay, we'll see where it goes. All right, go ahead. Biologist Steve Ryder has spent 15 years searching for the long lost Alabama sturgeon. Now, it's a funny He's thing. Three- it's, a, it's a funny thing, by the way, to start a story with long lost. Long lost. Like I would, Long I would lost. think you would, you would start off by establishing what happened to a sturgeon, then describe it as being lost. I, I'm so, actually curious about the fish forensics part because but, uh, I didn't know that you could be a forensic fish scientist. Well, we'll come back to that. that. Have you thing. have have you been to Alabama? It's one of the states I have not been to. Okay, yet. I would I would argue that if you're in Alabama, you are likely lost. All, oh all, come on! You already lost. <laughs> come on! There may be someone listening in Alabama, and you just totally turned him off. So Steve Ryder, this biologist, spent 15 years searching for the long-lost Alabama sturgeon. He's draped gillnets up and down the Alabama River. He's scoured historical records for promising sites and waited for hours, dangling worms. <laughs> if you know it's not there, <laughs> right? <laughs> You're just dangling for worms. hours, dangling worms, just dangling worms well, for for a sturgeon. I would be curious what else he caught, because. Right. 
Because so the second largest ever seen, the only time you ever caught one, was in 2007. Tagged the big guy with an acoustic transmitter. Okay. But mm-hmm. no friends ever surfaced. Oh, man. Mm. This past spring, the fish finally showed up again, but not as a splash in the river or a tug on the line. It appeared in the form of a small glowing band on a blob of gel. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> in a lab at the university of west florida he was elated as was dr alexis jasonic 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 j-a-s-o-n-i-k jason a molecular Ick. jason ick yeah. okay all <laughs> uh, right they had proven a fish's existence without even laying eyes on it oh i've heard of stuff like this what's the dna it's edna yes they use edna I'm pretty sure, I could be totally wrong, but they use eDNA to also prove whether or not a fish is in, let's say, for example, the Sierras. There are oh, so they can sample, the they can sample, the, they can sample the water and yeah, exactly. find the DNA the in the water. We have done the story like this right. before. Not the same one. But Did we? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I knew about it through, um, through some stuff in the Sierras where they were trying to eliminate certain species of trout that were invasive in upper... Um, like upper mountain lakes. So that's that's pretty cool. Okay, so they found out that this guy is still around. That's cool. That's really so cool. So it says 100 years ago. Yeah, you could barely ride a boat through the Yellowhammer State. The Yellowhammer State? Is that a thing? All right, well, now I like it better. <laughs> I, I never knew that. That's what is. Wow, why is it the Yellowhammer State? I'm going to have to look that up. Um, without running into a sturgeon or two. Yeah, sturgeon are pretty darn cool critters, i got to say. You know, I've never um, caught one. Me neither. I've I've and heard stories of people catching them. Actually, uh, some of my coworkers have caught them. Um, we have a few on exhibit, and uh, I think they're pretty real. They're they're really cool fish. A good buddy of mine worked with them for a while too on the East Coast. Well, I my, my friend Carrie Z from Huntfish Travel Podcast. She's out spearing them right now, and I have mixed feelings about that. Is she spearing the one in Alabama? No, no, that's somewhere <laughs> out somewhere out in like Minnesota. Don't you know? And um, I, I have mixed feelings about it because it's a fish I've never seen before. It's a fish I love how it looks right. and a fish that I don't think I could kill. She's in Minnesota? Yeah. It just hit me. I was just there. So so how come I didn't like get to go and spear some? I, I, I posted on the Facebook page, you know, Clay. I posted that I was in Minnesota and no one said anything. I didn't. Except, first of all, uh, um, oh, I only oh, learned today that she it? was doing that. Way up north. So, <laughs> I didn't know in advance that she was going to do it. I'm going to have her on the show in a couple of weeks here today. Oh. Discuss oh good very cool yeah very cool well why does she spear them like she she literally spears them my assumption is it's fun and she's gonna and my hope is she's gonna eat them wow so i have like like i actually people spearing fish is totally fun and cool and all that if you're gonna eat the fish it's when people spear them just for sport yeah that that it becomes for me uh, ethically problematic even if the fish is invasive i just don't like it right i just it's yeah hard. yeah yeah so, did they actually catch one is the question. Oh, they did. Here it is. Here's the photo. Yeah, I see Okay, it. so it says, like, of all the hooks and trout lines they ever set back in the 90s, they never caught a single sturgeon, and they just found one. It's a pretty small-looking fish. It's young, so that means it's, I mean, it looks like it's maybe a couple years old at most. Yeah, now they're very slow growers, though, aren't they? Uh, ours are, well, we have white sturgeon. I don't know what this guy is, but, I mean, ours are bigger than that. They're only about five years old. They're also fed every day and maintained in aquariums. So That is an um, Alabama sturgeon, and according to U.S. Fish and Wildlife, it is one of the rarest freshwater fishes on the planet. That's awesome. In 2013, the last captive Alabama sturgeon, Bubba, <laughs> perished Bubba. In, a, in a hatchery tank in Marion, Alabama. So 
very Poor rare Bubba. fish. Cool story. It's yeah, one of those things. Awesome. And and a, and a quick apology to Alabama because uh, <laughs> using this high tech DNA to to find fish is pretty darn cool. Yeah, absolutely. But now, it looks like they had to go out of state to do that, though. Oh, all right. Should I do the next one here? Yeah. What do you got? Now this is important. No, again. Well, and again. There's a reason I put this up. Why don't you go ahead and read it? I would like to know why you put this up for real. Paku of lies. Here they are again. Ugh. And what is this? This comes up. You, you guys post this like every month at least. But this is more important because of the source. Okay. Snopes.com. Oh, oh, look at that. It's Snopes. They're finally outing the. Oh, that's great. They're outing the nut. The nut uh, job, yeah, we'll say. Read the title. And this is my problem. Paku of lies. Yeah. Screw you. Screw you. Snopes.com for plagiarizing the fish nerds. How dare oh you? Oh, my God. How dare you? Uh, if you go back to wow. several, like like in, in our mid This is how we're going to make so, money. Clay, Clay, uh, this is how you're going to make money. We got to sue Snopes.com. We have to sue them. I, not only on stage at an NPR event, which was re- recorded and, and and out in the world, did I call this Paku of Lies. I titled an article Paku of Lies and a podcast oh. Paku of Lies. So, oh. you know, and I emailed Snopes and I said, hey. Uh, this is directly plagiarized. Sent them links, yeah, and they ignored me. David Emery, who is David Emery? Uh, he's a writer. writer. I, I tweeted the quote at him. writer. Yeah, you tweet at him. You tweeted at him. I did. I think we need more of us to tweet at David. Let's call him <laughs> out. All I, I said was, uh, uh, "Was citation, please." <laughs> right. All right, Twitter yeah, sphere. All right, Twitter sphere. Twitter nerds, let's do it. Let's let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. Tweet Mr. Emery. Let's see. A San Francisco-based writer? Yeah, oh, he, forget that. I'm going to go say hello. He's one of your guys, right? No, he's not one of my guys. He's just because I live here and he lives here doesn't mean he's one of my guys. <laughs> he's your bestie. I'll, you know, you know it'd be really scary if I actually did know him. It's not I've a met big a bunch stretch. of writers who write yeah, it's not. You're right. I probably if I don't know him personally, then I probably know it's probably like a level two connection, like one or two people that I know. Yeah. So away. anyway, uh, go read read the uh, article a little bit, and we'll talk about it briefly, but not for very long because we we have covered this a lot of times. All right. How the red belly paku fish, a mostly vegetarian cousin of the piranha with human-like teeth, gained a reputation for biting off men's testicles. Right. And as you'll recall, <laughs> this, right. is where, this is where I get snobby. Uh, Dave and I, uh, we've been talking about this for years. The Huffington Post every six months puts this article out. I've seen it on CNN. I've seen it on Fox. I've seen it everywhere. And basically they're saying, you know, people are saying, and, and River Monsters also, they're saying yeah. that these people are swimming around and Paku, who are mostly vegetarians and have a habit of eating nuts, often confuse human nuts for wild nuts. And That's Dave and just I ridiculous. Dave and I said not only is that you know, it's funny, but it's a it's a completely made up thing. It's a we call it Paku of lies. And we uh, we found the source material before Snopes did, which was a, a right. guy who made a joke on TV years ago and said right afterwards, I'm joking, of course. But everyone picked it right, right up, and there's a story. It's a great story. It's a yeah. totally good story, totally false. And we'll hear more about Paku's in the future. But um, mostly I wanted to screw you, Snopes. And I love uh, Snopes. Yeah, yeah. I, I reference Snopes all wow. the time, and that frustrates me. 
and mostly because wow. they didn't they didn't respond to my texts and emails and all that stuff to to just citation. Yeah, this came out like a m- well, no, a couple weeks ago, but Co- still, yeah. Geez. Well, yeah. maybe maybe if you give them enough time and we have enough people uh, tweeting at them, <laughs> we might hear something back. But wow, they did they did we- post a lot of stuff on here. It looks like it's a pretty long page with lots of references, but I'm sure they're the same references that are on. Yeah. Page. Now, it, by the way, it's an easy joke, and it's very likely impossible he oh, yeah. made it up on his own. But yeah. but once you're shown, like if I made something up. And I'm very proud of it. And someone emails me and says, hey, man, you kind of have my exact title. Then you right. say, oh, geez, sorry, dude. I'll just give you a citation. Yep. You know, that's yeah, all. Yeah, that would be great. But but it wasn't oh, it wasn't e- it was an easy joke. It was low hanging fruit to begin with. Low hanging nuts, as they say. Nuts. Yeah. yeah. Low hanging nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I saw that one coming somehow. Uh, yeah. Ah, gosh. Yeah. Wow. All right. This That's episode is brought to you by the fine folks over at fishners.com. If you would like to advertise with us, this space is for rent. <laughs> so help wait, keep wait. some wind in our sails and contact Clay at fishners.com to advertise here. Ask us or me how you can have your company reach over 20,000 people every month. What are you going to say? Uh, I don't know. Okay. When you said when you said this space, you meant the space on the podcast. This podcast space, yes. This podcast space. So audio advertising goes here. Uh, yes. Insert audio ad here. So yes. Yeah, th- you're so helpful. <laughs> I try. I try to make sure that we're very clear. I mean, uh, you know. Uh, speaking of clear words coming in from the uh, from the Twitter sphere and the email sphere and all that, uh, Dave has quit the podcast. Yeah, I, I heard. That's I, very sad. I, I think he'll be back, um, but mm. but he's uh, in the meantime he is not back. Uh, but we're starting to get emails <laughs> in, and I and I think as they come in, I'll share them here and encourage anyone who wants to uh, send a message to Dave, feel free to email uh, Clay at Fishers dot com. Or even better, call into the podcast, our Fish Nerds hotline at 607-378-FISH. 607-378-FISH and leave us a message and it will get on the show. So I'm going to have we'll get you some really nice things. I bet we'll get I, some really nice things yeah, if you, from, the, uh, from the line. I, I hope so. And, if, if, uh, and by the way, better if you badmouth them. I'm happier about that. But anything you want to do is fine. <laughs> Um, so, James, I'm going to have you do a dramatic reading of this letter to Dave from Fish Nerds fan Reed. And don't Reed. read his email address. Just oh. read what he says. Nope. Won't do that. Okay. Subject line, Dave! Oh, he's so sad. I found your <laughs> podcast. Oh, it was supposed to be sad? It's supposed mm. to be sad. Sorry. Dave! No. Oh, that's better. Oh. I found your podcast close to a year ago, and I've been semi-binge-listing until catching up with real-time recently. Just to stop you for I a second, real-time yeah. real is another um, another fishing podcast. He's been oh, cheating on us. Yeah. <gasps> Are you How kidding? dare you? <laughs> That's nice. I like it. That's yeah. important. Anyway, back important. to read. I got nervous <laughs> when the episodes paused without explanation. 
Now I'm sad. Just <coughs> going. I'll tell you what. I gotta. I gotta say myself for myself. Yeah, I got a little nervous when the episodes paused without explanation. I knew that you guys were taking a break. Just well, from the Facebook page, but uh, I, you know. I, I, to be honest, I didn't know we were taking a break. And oh, really? Every week I'd be like, "Hey, Dave, let's do this." I'm in a cabin on a lake with all my equipment ready to record, and Dave's like, "Ah, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy." And in fact, we recorded a show uh, from camp, and uh, Dave never released it. And really? so though there's an archive show somewhere. <clears throat> Ooh. That, Stay tuned, everyone. That may turn up if Dave sends me the data uh, that I may mix up and put out there. So um, I'm, right. I was unaware, and I think I, I think what happened was Dave decided he was kind of done and then did that thing you do when you're done, which is a void, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then came back. Because now Dave calls me every day, and we're totally friends and all that. So. Well, of yeah, course, yeah. Yeah. How can Although, you go through five years of fish nerding without being friends, though? Uh, totally good, and and totally. I hope he comes back. But did you did you what do you think about me killing him in the end of the episode last week? Um, you want my honest opinion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're laughing. Yeah. Uh, it was a little, it was a little over the top. Yeah, that's what my wife told me. <laughs> yeah, it was a little, it was a little much. I was a little, a little dark. I don't know. I it was a little dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sure made me uh, laugh. I, I'm sure it did. It still is making you yeah. laugh. Gosh. Wow. Okay. Back to Reed here. Here D- we go. Dave's not dead. <laughs> Dave, I'm going to apologize for, for Clay. I'm just going to say I'm sorry <laughs> for him. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, but then it got weird. I was starting to miss my homie. So I decided to watch an FN video, which I hadn't done before. I freaked the, it freaked, ah, it freaked the daylights out of me. When I heard your voices come out of what I was sure were one another's faces. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I just, I just. Ex- I had the same experience. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I had the exact same experience. Right. Well, just, just so you know, we often will do each other's voiceover work. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. What? Yeah. All the time. Really? You, you may never be, when you watch a Fish Nerds video, you may never know who's talking. <laughs> you're a funny guy. Uh, I know your face as well from the webpage, and every time I hear the podcast, your faces spring to mind. But I've had them reversed this whole time. I'm so sad. I'm a little traumatized. He says he's a little traumatized. I right? Know. I I don't know that I was traumatized. I was like, wow. Huh. Yeah, I don't you know, see. It's like, it's I, well, like, what it means is like he really liked one of us, probably Dave, and then saw my face <laughs> and went, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's. It's really, it's, it's really, it's hurting my feelings. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it makes it interesting though. It makes things a little bit more interesting. For sure. So he says, uh, be awesome. He says, be awesome, Dave. Thanks for much entertainment. Good. And, uh, yeah, that's so. it. So that was from Reed yeah. and we, we welcome, uh, you know, any, any messages, Dave, we'll get him on the show and we'll do little, little segments for him and Dave will, you know, he'll be on the show regularly, but not every week and he won't be, uh, yep. Won't be doing the the work anymore, but we still right. his voice will be around and his. Uh, James, I know how uncomfortable the condom made you, so I put together a <laughs> a quiz for you. Uh, a very special Not condoms. Qu- uh, no, but <laughs> but I was googling around looking for a a fishing lure, and I kept coming across like Adam and Eve sites and different websites okay. selling uh, adult uh, naturalist toys. Wait, so, I have a funny story about this. But oh, I'm I figured you would. Right go, you want to tell it now? 
Sure. You know, so when I do balloon animals on the weekends, um, I also do bubbles. Like, you know, you ever see the guy do the giant bubbles with the fishing poles? It all works out together. Like, sure. Like, you can blend all your hobbies together in one thing. I found out just through a quick internet search that one of the ways to make giant bubbles is to mix a certain lubricant, um, mm. which is basically based on a long chain polymer that yep. uh, dissolves in water to give your bubbles a little bit more elasticity and uh, rigid surface tension. Was it? So, what What was it? What, what was it? Yeah. It was called... It was called J Lube, <laughs> and it's actually it's actually veterinarian obstetric ointment. Comes in powder form. You just add water to it, and it like explodes into uh, this like amazing amount of gooey stuff that wow. you know, many of us are familiar with. Um, yeah, but the thing is, when I bought it, I, I bought it on Amazon. You know how Amazon has that. Um, you know, like people who bought this also bought yes these other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's as far as I'm going to go with that part of this oh, conversation. Well, it's funny because it reminded me because I used to work at the fish ladder in Manchester, and we did yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, studies with salmon smolts, and we would uh-huh. have to put radios radio beacons down their throats into their stomachs uh-huh. and drop them in the water and let them go down through the turbines and we see if they live when they come out the bottom. Oh, yeah. Um, I won't tell you the outcome, but I will tell you that I had to go to CVS and buy a case of KY, which we used to lubricate the radios <laughs> we shoved down their throats. So, Don't you wish you had J-Lube instead? It would have been so much easier. I know, but when I bought it, I walked to the counter. I'm like, <laughs> we're having a party. <laughs> Let's right, go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure the people there really got a kick out of that. Uh, There's a lot of laughs. And I'm like, no, it's for fishing. And that didn't help it. Like it, I'm it, sure it didn't help no. at all, but it was real, no. and, but really funny too. All right, so this quiz <laughs> is written for you because I know how uneasy you get. Because uh, oh. I, I, I recognized it, I had a few quizzes in mind, and this one I oh I, you, I you had. figured this we, out about me. Yeah. So based on your reaction to the condom story, this is going to be good. Yeah. You need to decide: Are we talking about an adult toy or a fishing rod? <laughs> so I'm going to read you two names, and you decide which is which. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't toy or fishing lure. So okay. you ju- you just tell me which one is the lure of the two. Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to start okay. easy. Ready. All right. Okay. Easiest one. Mr. Detendi- Mr. Dependable or Deadly Dick? Well, Mr. De- Deadly Mr. Dick Mr. comes Mr. up in these all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's definitely Mr. Dependable. All right. Good. So I, just, I wanted to make it easy for a starter for you, right? That's um, that's, but, that's the that's the item for the geriatric community, right, Mr. Dependable? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, all these are available on Amazon, and if you buy them, your wife will know, um, because it <laughs> nice. says it, it keeps a history to share an account. It, they know uh, what you're buying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need a Mr. Right. Dependable personally. All right. Uh, Crazy Charlie <laughs> or Spin Doctor? One of them is a lure. Which one's a lure? Oh God. Crazy Charlie. I hope it's not the- or Spin Doctor. I really hope the sex toy is not this crazy Charlie one because that's my <laughs> son's name. <laughs> that would just be messed up. Uh, you, your son's name is Charlie. Yeah, he's he's uh, yeah he's turning three in a couple weeks. What's his middle middle name? Charles Joseph. If if we had a boy, his name was going to be yeah. Charles Danger Groves. Danger Groves. Yeah, middle name Danger. That was we agreed on that. Instead, we had a girl, so it's Sam, Sammy Grace. I still wanted to be Charlie Danger, but my wife wouldn't go for it. So, Spin Doctor or Crazy Charlie? I'm gonna have to say Spin Doctor is the is the adult toy. So far, you're two for two. All right, Cyclone or Twin Spin? 
<laughs> oh, that. <laughs> uh, Cyclone would have to be. Is Cyclone the the um, like the diamond jig looking thing that's just a twisted piece of metal that that goes in circles? First, I'm going to say ne- I'm going to say never Google any of these at work. Uh, so so I'm not getting which one Cyclone or Twin Spin? Which one's the lure? Cyclone's the lure. Cyclone is not the lure. Oh, so, really? Yeah, Twin Spin. Twin Spin sounds yep. way more adult toy like. Yeah, it does. Um, maybe in your household, but in mine, definitely Cyclone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Blue Fox or Blue Dolphin? Well, it's the Blue Dolphin is the is the sex toy for sure. Yeah. Blue Fox is a spinner. No question. Good. I'm glad you know that. Here's one's easy. Uh, Zara Spook or Silver Bullet? What was the first one called? Uh, Zara Spook or Silver oh. Bullet? Well, of course, I, I know what the Silver Bullet is, so that's the sex toy. Not right. that, I, I mean, I don't know for any particular reason. I just know that that's, yeah. All no right. Comment. And, uh, all right. Uh, here we go. You we thought, got, yeah. You thought you'd get me on these. Go ahead. All right. We have uh, the last one is the hardest one. It's Big Boss or Black Magic. Ooh, they both sound awful. <laughs> or great in in my house, both of those are winners. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh, Big Boss or Black Magic? Sure. Is black is Black Magic the lure? Uh, black Magic is a lure. Yep, and also okay. Big Boss is a lure. And oh, really? Big Boss Big Boss is also a toy, and so is Black Magic, and they're both oh, really wow. big, really really big and scary. Which which are really big and scary? The lures? Big both. Big Boss and Black Magic. <laughs> There's nothing not frightening about either one of these things. So wow. Feel, wow. feel free um, to Google it wow. on your own time and send no, us your your favorite. Uh, in fact, you can you can you can tweet these at the Amazing James. What's your uh, Twitter account? Yeah, yeah, no, no, really don't, really don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just open your own incognito window on your Chrome and you'll be good to go. Yeah. <laughs> read whatever you, read whatever you want. Learn whatever you want. Right, so don't tweet these at the Amazing James. What's your Twitter handle? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Actually, I'm not even kidding. I don't even remember what it is. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll of course link it up on our show notes. Um, but you can <laughs> definitely tweet them. Definitely tweet them at at Fish Nerds or Instagram at Fish Nerd Nation, or of course find us on Facebook. Um, but hey, that's it. You've well, listened to a it. few, a it. couple of Fish Nerds. We did it. You've listened to a couple of Fish Nerds when you could have been fishing. We'd like to thank our families for supporting us while we podcast, go on fishing quests, and do all sorts of silly things that middle-aged... Am I middle-aged? I don't know. Middle-aged. <laughs> 37 this year. Uh, if you'd like to support the Fish Nerds, yes. uh, you can go to patreon.com and search for Fish Nerds and help us crowdfund this podcast. Yeah, hey, a special thanks for the amazing James for hanging out with me tonight. Uh, it's It's been weird, and I've enjoyed it, and uh, we're going to get better. <laughs> it's been weird? <laughs> I guess it's weird because no it is. It is. Keep reading. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, until next time. Follow the code of the fish nerd. Spawn early and often. Avoid free lunches with strings attached. And swim against the current every chance you get. That's well, well Did that come out right. Uh, that yeah. worked. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank you, James. I'm gonna turn this thing off. Thank you, Clay. That was quite amusing. <laughs> <laughs>